The KGEZ 2020 News Midday Summary continues with Logan Health's To Your Health. health. Here to introduce this week's guest medical professional, John Hendricks. And today we're going to talk about our hearts since yesterday was Valentine's Day. (laughs) Okay, I get it. Yeah, Logan Health Heart and Lung. We have a cardiologist, uh, Dr. Josh Duchesne with us. Good Good morning, morning. Dr. Duchesne. Good morning, Josh. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Sure. You bet. So uh, as a cardiologist, uh, you see an awful lot of people with uh, various uh, degrees of heart disease. Uh, What what do you see the most? So... We see a number of different issues that affect the heart. I like to, you know, kind of categorize heart disease into three diff- different subsects. So we have blockages. So we have blockages in the blood vessels that actually supply blood to heart. So this is oftentimes what people think of heart disease when they think of heart disease, because this is what causes heart attacks, okay? So atherosclerotic heart disease or coronary artery disease, blockages in hearts. And then we also have electrical issues with the heart that can affect the heart. So arrhythmias, things like atrial fibrillation or fast funny rhythms or slow rhythms that (laughs) would actually require a pacemaker. And then we also have issues with squeezing and relaxation of the heart, which causes issues with heart failure. So we see a number of different issues, probably the most common issues that we have, we run into are blockages in the heart. So coronary artery disease. And I, I guess uh, we, uh, we've heard this before. Several cardiologists say we're in, you guys are in two groups. You're either plumbers or electricians. <laughs> that's, that's right. It, that's exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. And you know, heart disease is the leading cause of death for men and women, uh, you know, throughout the United States. And actually, about one in uh, one person dies every 33 seconds because of cardiovascular disease. So this is a real significant issue for folks. Okay, a lot of us uh, develop the high blood pressure as we uh, get older. What are the dangers of not treating high blood pressure? Sure, that's a great question. So, you know, there are certain things that happen with our body that are significant risk factors and high blood pressure happens to be one of them. So high blood pressure has an effect on a number of different systems and specifically high blood pressure affects the blood vessels. So it causes irritation or inflammation within the blood vessels, which can cause damage to the inside of those blood vessels. When blood vessels become inflamed, become damaged on the inside, okay, they're more likely to reach out and grab those cholesterol that uh, is going through the blood vessels, hold it to the walls, and potentially build up blockages within those blood vessels. High blood pressure also has a real significant effect on the kidneys. So high blood pressure and diabetes is the most high risk for chronic kidney disease. can also have an effect on your eyes as well. Wow. Now, uh, what about, uh, I've heard uh, that if gone untreated, it can actually affect the elasticity of the heart. It can, it can. So when we're talking about the elasticity of the heart, so this high blood pressure is also a significant risk factor for heart failure. So we have two portions of the cardiac cycle. We have the relaxation, filling portion, and then we have the squeezing, pumping uh, function. And so if we have an effect with, you know, untreated high blood pressure, that really 
you know, affects the relaxation, elasticity, uh, filling portion. And so this can lead to heart failure. Wow, it doesn't sound like your job is going away anytime soon. <laughs> There's, I certainly have some good job security here, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, the, the, what amazes me about the heart is from the moment of, uh, actually, um, the yeah. moment of birth and even before that, it, it goes into perpetual motion and it doesn't stop until the end. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, I like to, to liken it to the sun. It's the center of our solar system here. And, you know, nothing functions without the heart. And from the moment we're born to the moment that we pass, uh, it's working for us. Uh, yeah. And it, it, uh, what happens if it stops? I mean, other than, so I mean, if, is there anything we can do? <clears throat> So sure, absolutely. This is another great question. So, you know, if the heart does stop for one reason or another, okay, uh, the start, the heart certainly can be restarted. Most often, this happens with good, high-quality CPR, okay? So, you know, it's my recommendation for everybody and anybody to take a CPR class, understand how to do chest compressions, understand, you know, also uh, what it looks like when somebody is having uh, a, you know, heart attack or cardiovascular arrest. Well, we know that this is no fun, this uh, heart disease thing. What can we do to prevent it? We'll uh, get together with uh, cardiologist Dr. Josh Duchesne right after this. One American dies every 36 seconds due to cardiovascular disease. Hi, my name is Joshua Duchesne. I'm a general cardiologist here at Logan Health Heart and Lung. There are differences between men and women when it comes to symptoms for a heart attack. Women are more likely to have atypical symptoms, shoulder pain, dizziness, shortness of breath, numbness and tingling in your lower jaw. If you suspect that you're having a heart attack, you should call 911 and be evaluated by a medical professional. Logan Health to your health continues. Here again is John Hendricks. Our guest from Logan Health Heart and Lung is Dr. Josh Duchesne. Uh, so, and, and I, I don't want to say we don't want to see you, Dr. Duchesne, but <laughs> when we do, oftentimes we're in a lot of trouble. How do we avoid seeing you? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so I, I always like to tell my patients that it's great to see you, great to meet you, but I wish that it was under different circumstances. Yeah, yeah. So uh, trying to, to not have that meeting, either in the hospital or in the clinic, uh, the biggest thing is trying to, to be heart healthy in your living. Now, these are the easiest things to talk about and hands down the hardest things to do because what most of us have are un healthy heart habits. And so we're talking about lifestyle modifications. So it is trying to exercise on a regular basis. Recommendations from the American College of Cardiology and the American Heart Association recommend that we get at least 150 minutes of moderate to intense physical activity a week. So that's about 21 to 22 minutes a day if you're doing something every day. And when we're talking about moderate to intense physical activity, I'm talking about getting out there and walking. I'm getting out there and riding a bicycle, doing yoga, gardening, doing yard work, okay? When I'm specifically talking about cardiovascular exercise, I'm talking about getting your heart rate elevated and trying to keep that heart rate elevated for 15 minutes plus. That really seems to be a threshold for 
good cardiovascular benefit. So that's more of the exercise part of things right there. Now, the diet is a whole different aspect. So the down and dirty for diet is that we should all eat more fruits and vegetables. Regardless of who you are, we can all do a little bit better job of that. Now, when we're talking about consuming meat, I like to say that lean meat is better than the alternative. So things that fly, things that swim, things that we kill <laughs> ourselves are more healthy than things that just stand around in graze. Now, living in northwest Montana, I'm not going to tell anybody that they can't have a good steak. I'm just saying everything in moderation, okay? If you're consuming a lot of dairy, I'd say low-fat dairy, whole grains, and then really the biggest thing that we can try and do is cut, try and cut out as much in the way of the processed foods as po uh, possible. So things that come prepackaged, things that you just open up and toss in the microwave, things that we get through the drive through window just aren't that healthy for us. Hmm. Okay, I've been doing a lot of bad stuff lately, and uh, I do have a, a cardiologist. And by that, I mean uh, taking the shortcuts, prepared foods and stuff. Uh, and I've been focusing on meat from animals that eat fruits and vegetables. It's not the same thing, apparently. <laughs> not quite, but, no. but it's, you know, it's definitely the right direction. <laughs> okay, but uh, one of the things that... Uh, I, I was wondering about, you You mentioned exercise and getting your heart rate up, yet we get blood pressure medications that hold our blood, uh, our, our heart rate down. Is it possible to achieve both? So it is. So also into the heart healthy and, you know, trying to improve some of these risk factors. So that's the diet and the exercise aspect of it. There are other what I call modifiable risk factors like diabetes, like high blood pressure, like, you know, our weight that we can modify to try and improve. So we certainly want to try and keep our blood pressure in a good area. We want to try and keep it lower. All right. We want to try and improve that hemoglobin A1C or that three month average blood sugar that we're working on. We want to be more in an ideal body weight. So certainly when we're, we're talking about exercise, okay, getting our heart rate elevated, we want to do that. There are certain blood pressure medications that pull that heart rate down a little bit. So it's just speaking with your doctor and finding out where that sweet spot is for that heart rate based on the medications that you're on, but also treating these other modifiable risk factors. Well, I want to take you back a little bit here and just ask, you mentioned getting our heart rate up for 15 minutes. Uh, when you mm -hmm. say up, how up does it have to be? Sure, that's a great question. So we use a very generic equation for this. So our maximum heart rate is 220 minus our age, all right? And what we have found is that good cardiovascular exercise is about 75 to 80% of that maximum heart rate. So it really depends on how, you know, our age. So I just take 220 minus your age, and that's the max you ought to be running. Hmm. That's the max you're running, and then for good cardiovascular exercise, 70-80% of that maximum. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. There you go. Get out your calculators and okay, uh, figure just... yourself out. In the meantime, yeah. some more ideas that you can uh, share with us to make sure that we don't have to see a cardiologist. One American dies every 36 seconds. 
due to cardiovascular disease. Hi, my name is Joshua Duchesne. I'm a general cardiologist here at Logan Health Heart and Lung. There are differences between men and women when it comes to symptoms for a heart attack. Women are more likely to have atypical symptoms, shoulder pain, dizziness, shortness of breath, numbness and tingling in your lower jaw. If you suspect that you're having a heart attack, you should call 911 and be evaluated by a medical professional. Logan Health to your health continues. Here again is Robin Mitchell. We're talking uh, this morning with Logan health, heart, and lung cardiologist Josh Duchesne. And uh, Josh, uh, one of the, the best things we can do, I'm suspecting, is uh, see you or any doctor uh, regarding a problem that, you you know, you want and need a consultant before there's a problem. Now, speaking of the health, what can we do to strengthen our heart health? This is a great question also. So, a lot of what we can do to strengthen the heart health goes back to what we can do to live a heart healthy diet. So that, uh-huh. you know, a heart healthy life. So, you know, the healthy diet, the exercise, okay, the activity. I like to tell my patients that all activity is good activity and the more active we can be, the better it is. You're absolutely right. We need a consultant. Uh, everyone should have, you know, a primary care provider that they check in with, that they review labs with, that, you know, someone that they can bounce ideas and symptoms off from. It's also important to educate ourselves, you know, about what some of the symptoms of heart disease are, you know, swelling in our lower legs, getting short of breath when we lay down, short of breath when we're up and moving around out of proportion with what we're doing. That may be a sign of heart failure, you know, signs and symptoms of blockages in the blood vessels. You know, it is not always that elephant sitting on your chest. It may be some discomfort up in your neck or your lower jaw, maybe your shoulders, maybe in your abdomen, okay? So understanding that there are different presentations to these heart issues, and we really just have to be mindful. Okay, now I have a little bit of that uh, edema in my legs, and I I have AFib, and I uh, have the you know CPAP and all of that, but uh, I also have had uh, total knee replacement, which affects circulation and and so forth. So how do I know what's causing this problem? Sure, and that's a, another great question uh, because there are different disease processes or different issues that can cause some of the symptoms that are congruent with heart disease. So, again, what it is is taking note of what is abnormal and then using your primary care provider as your quarterback, as someone who can devise a game plan for how we're going to further investigate some of these symptoms that people have. Okay, now I've, I've got the pressure stockings or whatever, you know, up to below the knees on today, and it feels good, but all the, what, what causes this edema anyway, or this swelling? Sure. So from a heart standpoint, okay, so if we have any issue, this is to the heart failure symptom. So if we have an issue with our pump, with the squeezing function of the heart, or if we have a relaxation issue with the heart, this can cause some backup in our plumbing system. Now, just like any plumbing system, if our pump's not functioning well, either the squeezing or the filling, we get back up on our pipes, okay? And if we get back up in our pipes, our pipes don't burst if the pressure increases 
excretions, but they become leaky, and we can have leakage of fluid mm. out into our tissues, you know, specifically our legs, because it's the farthest part away from our body. Now, there are other disease processes, as we said. You can have some venous insufficiency or varicose veins. We can have you know, traumatic injuries previously that can cause some edema. So, you know, if you do have edema, that needs to be teased out a little bit more. Okay. All right. Now, I've, I've been told walk. Just keep walking. <laughs> so, anyway, I appreciate I like it. Yeah, I appreciate well, the input this yeah, morning, boy. Josh. And thank you so much for helping us understand uh, how to better take care of our heart health. Dr. Josh Duchesne, thanks so much. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Sure. Please plan to join us again next Tuesday at 1245 for Logan Health's To Your, Your health. health, part of the KGEZ 2020 News Midday Summary. Now it's twice as nice. 600 KGEZ is now on translator K243CM Kalispell. High atop Lone Pine at 96.5 FM.